man-to-man coverage. This is the PFT PM Podcast. And now, your host, Mike Florio. Football is back, and it's a Friday edition of the PFT PM. Fridays with A-Flow. Unscheduled, unexpected. He drove down from Morgantown today. I got home from Philadelphia. Just seemed like the thing to do. Hello, son. How are you, son? uh, Doing okay, I guess. You're in your phone, son. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure you're, like, doing your research in preparation for the podcast. I was looking at my fantasy team. Nobody cares about your fantasy team. I know. That's. I mean, you asked me. <laughs> I mean, you didn't ask me, but I was, like, doing something, I guess. I didn't know that there's a PFTPM Posse Fantasy League that you joined. I knew they were getting one together. And I know they kind of wanted me to do it, but I just don't have time. But I'm glad you did it. We didn't even talk about that. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Just be careful. Uh, Those guys, I think, are bad influences. Uh, I can't really tell. I don't <laughs> think they are. I'm just I'm, I'm just kidding. Uh, good slate of games coming up on Sunday. Let's go through the games and just talk about what's going to happen. Maybe make some picks. You don't have to have a final score in mind or anything, Alex. Just your lean. Just your gut. We're not doing this for any, right, yeah. any sort of I'll gambling reason. And and the one thing that I just saw, now this would be for gambling reasons, maybe take the under for the Steelers-Browns game before the over-under plummets because torrential downpour and high winds are expected on Sunday afternoon when the Steelers visit the Browns. According to Cleveland meteorologist Jeff Tanchak, that's Jeff Tanchak, all day Sunday and Sunday night we are looking at continuous heavy rains Wind will be gusting at up to 40 miles per hour at times. I have not seen a worse weather forecast for a Browns game in the almost 16 years I've been here, and that includes snow events. I have no idea how people will be able to play football or how people will be able to sit in that stadium and watch the game take the under. And wouldn't it be something if the Browns, aided by the weather, find a way to match in one afternoon? Their win total for two seasons. They're 1-31 and 31 over the last two years, and they gave the Steelers two tough games last year. You're throwing the Le'Veon Bell drama. Anything can happen. And, you know, the general thinking is, muddy track, it equalizes the talent, and maybe the Browns get lucky. I think they might. I could see it. But, I, yeah. They had that game one last year, December 17. Corey Coleman drops the pass, and it was 21-18 week one of last year. And, you know, James Conner is more of a between-the-tackles bruising type of a runner, and he's a popular guy. I mean, this is his opportunity to maybe get the Steelers to quit thinking about Le'Veon Bell. They're thinking and talking about Le'Veon Bell. At some point, they're not going to have Le'Veon Bell. It's going to happen after this year, if not sooner. James Conner, a guy who could really make his way by having a ground-and-pound type of a performance for the Steelers on Sunday. So, yeah, I think I don't think they'll get over Le'Veon. I mean, like, obviously, I don't think he's going to come back. Like, obviously, he's not going to after this year, but like, I think he's going to be gone sooner. Well, and the concern is it's kind of easy to tell. Well, and I, I think the concern is he knows that since everyone knows he's got one more year in Pittsburgh, they're going to chew him up and use him and overuse him and maybe injure him. And then he'll have less value when he becomes a free agent. And I think, I personally think, I don't know this, I don't know anything, I personally think that if they'd offer him more than what he's due to make this year, that would get him to come in. Because there's going to be a dollar value where he says, okay, I'll come in and get 400 total receptions and rushes and and uh, you can use me as much as you want if you're paying me X. Or maybe, or maybe tie it to, uh, we were talking about this today on PFT Live, Peter King and I were talking about this, the idea of incentives. 
where if he has the ball, you know, for every 100 touches, he gets more money. Every, you know, at 200, he gets more. At 300, he gets more. So you pay as you go. And uh, I, that, that may be a way to do it. But for now, it's, it's not going to be Le'Veon Bell. Even if he shows up tomorrow, he's not going to play Sunday. It's going to be James Conner. Ben Roethlisberger is going to have to throw the ball. I got Antonio Brown on one of my fantasy leagues. Oh, well, the hell with that. I'm going to have to put somebody else in. I mean, I don't know what you can do. If it's 40-mile-per-hour gust, you can't have a passing game. You, you played in some – I remember a sloppy mess of a game you played in about yeah, two hours away from here when, when you were in uh, high school. I've played in a couple of those. You just can't do anything. Yeah, I mean, I never had to like play in the rain like that, but I've played in some pretty bad field conditions. But you had a good game in that playoff game when it was just a crap hole of a night. Remember that down yeah. in where, where was that? Oh, Charmco. Greenbrier County. Greenbrier County, Charmco. That was the last game of your junior year. Yep. You guys got blown out, but you had a big game that night. If they would have played like you, maybe you would have won that game. All right, Bills at Ravens. On Sunday, throw Nathan Peterman to the Wolves. I think the Ravens win this one easily. Did you see that I got the Ravens going to the Super Bowl? Do you think I'm crazy? Uh, I mean, I know who you always pick every year, so and I like, I know you don't take it too, too seriously. Oh, uh, I well, I know I don't take it seriously because here's the thing: nobody knows. Yeah, we have to make a pick. Nobody knows. Nobody cares. But I think the Ravens. If they get to the playoffs, they can get to the Super Bowl because they're dangerous when they play the Patriots. You know, it's, I've picked the Patriots-Packers every year for, I think, the last five years. This year, I picked the Ravens and the Packers because I think the Ravens could beat the Patriots and the Ravens could get to the Super Bowl. I think Joe Flacco is going to be motivated to play really well, and we're going to see the first of it on Sunday when the Bills come to town. I think the Bills, who made it to the playoffs last year, I, their offensive line is bad. I think the Bills can end up having a really, really rough year. I agree. Josh Allen's a guy they got to get on the field, but if they don't feel good about the offensive line, then there's, there's no point. Jaguars-Giants is the biggest game of the weekend, one of them in my opinion. You've got Odell Beckham Jr. and Jalen Ramsey. And you know what Jalen Ramsey's going to do. Jalen Ramsey's going to try to get under his skin, and Beckham says it's not going to work. I mean, I think the more Beckham says it's not going to work, the more likely it is it's going to work. that's probably the easiest person to get, like rattled up as Odell. It's kind of easy to tell. And Jalen Ramsey did it to A.J. Green last year, and yeah. A.J. Green's the toughest person to get rattled. Yeah, he yeah he did. I mean, yeah, it'll it'll be something. I mean, they're both like, I don't know, they're both so similar. Like, it'll, it'll be something. And it was Tom Coughlin who was the coach in New York when Odell Beckham blew a gasket against the Panthers a few years ago, and now Coughlin's in charge of the football operation in Jacksonville. And they've done a good job of reining in Jalen Ramsey this week. I don't know if you saw it, Alex. He had his meeting with the media and he was not taking the bait he he you can tell he's been told do not keep saying the things you've been saying in these magazine interviews but still i think they get out on the field he's going to start chirping he's going to start jostling a little pushing a little shoving a little knee here a little elbow there and he's going to try to get Odell beckham jr off his game i mean until beckham proves that he can not take the bait the bait is going to be there so okay fine odell you say you're not going to take it that's fine but the bait's still going to be there they're still going to try everything they can to get him to react. I mean, I think it's a safe bet that Odell's going to take the bait. Like, I, I, can, I can't see it not happening. I feel like he he feels compelled to do that to prove himself. Like, he, like he's soft if he doesn't. If he just takes it that he's not he's not reacting the way that people think he should. The challenge, though, is if you start doing that, you may get you may get sent off the field. I like the Jaguars in that game, though. I think the Giants, you know, they're trying to get better, but I, I just think the Jaguars are, are a great team top to bottom. And Tom Coughlin, I bet, is still pissed he got fired by the Giants. 
and they're going to be extra motivated to go in there and win. And they also have to prove to people that they can win with the weight of expectations because everyone's expecting them to get back to where they were last year. It's not going to be easy. You go back to zero and zero, and now for the first time in years, the Jaguars are a team that people are looking at as like, hey, that's a, we better really focus and and study the playbook and study film and, and get hydrated and do everything we're supposed to do because this is a tough game. Usually it's like, oh, it's just the Jaguars will just show up and beat them. So they're going to face that every week. And it starts with the Giants that really, you know, Saquon Barkley could come out and have 150 yards. He could be the difference. It could be like Adrian Peterson 11 years ago from his first game with the Vikings. It was clear they had something special, and maybe that'll happen with Saquon Barkley. Buccaneers Saints, I saw that Brent Grimes is either doubtful or out for the Buccaneers. I... Jameis Winston suspended. I know Ryan Fitzpatrick is no slouch. I just, this has blowout written all over it to me. Yeah. That's pretty much it. Uh, Drew Brees. Uh, now Alvin Kamara has to carry the load since Mark Ingram suspended. But I feel like the Saints are one of the two or three teams in the NFC that, that has the best chance to get to the Super Bowl. And and losing at home to a division rival is not the way to get it started. I think they, they come out, they put the foot on the gas, and, and this one's going to be over by halftime. Yeah, I'll be over pretty soon. You got anybody from the Saints on your fantasy team? Uh, I have Michael Thomas on one team. That's a pretty good. That's a pretty good pick. That's a sneaky good pick. Yeah. Now, how many leagues are you in? Like three or four. Wow, you're really getting into it now. Yeah, it sucks. Well, what sucks? It's not that hard to maintain. I know. You just forget like who's on what team. Well, and the problem is you forget that like last night after the game started, it's like, oh shit, do I have anybody from the Eagles or the Falcons on the yeah. in the game night? And then I realized I had Devontae Freeman, and at first I was excited about it, and then I wished I hadn't had. Devontae Freeman last night. Texans-Patriots, one of the best games of the weekend. You know, last year, Deshaun Watson went up there in one of his first games and, and gave the Patriots everything they could handle. This year, with all those guys healthy, Deshaun Watson, J.J. Watson, Avian Clowney, Whitney Merciless, DeAndre Hopkins, and, and the, the Patriots on defense aren't dramatically better than they were last year. They don't have any receivers. Peter King was suggesting today that they may trade for somebody as the trade deadline approaches, a veteran who could come in and help out. I, look, I know the Patriots are the Patriots, and we're so used to seeing the Patriots win and win and win and win, but I, I think the Texans could go up there and steal this one. I, it may be wishful thinking just because I like a good upset. I like a good story. I like a little changing of the guard. But if Deshaun Watson plays like he played last year before he suffered that injury, and we, were, we were in a car together when you got the text. You got the news alert that Deshaun Watson had a torn ACL. And I remember it just felt like my stomach sank because it was it was new. It was exciting. He was an MVP candidate. And then it was just done. If he can play like he did last year, because that crowning achievement for him was that game at Seattle. If he plays like that, they're going to win this game by double digits. Yeah, I, I mean, they almost pulled it off last year. I don't see why they're going to hold back this year with everyone back. Do you think Tom Brady... Is getting now he says he wants to play five more years. I just have a feeling this is the year where his his body starts to catch up to him. You just can't you can't will yourself to play beyond the point where physically the gap between all the young guys who are healthy and they have no wear and tear and if he's 41, I just feel like at some point this year he's going to realize that he's 41. Yeah, I, I mean, I think too like Tom Brady also changed his helmet and I think like. That like I don't know like the last time he changed his helmet he sucked and he changed it back like that's just one thing I noticed. That's and it's a weird that's a good point because that, that he resisted. Now he had one of the helmets that he had he had like a year to get rid of it and they convinced him to change it. They did a study of all the helmets and his was at the very bottom. I have the sheet somewhere here. Yeah, I, and and it was one of the it was one of the least safe helmets. Yeah, yeah and 
And, you know, when you're a creature of habit and all of a sudden, you know, and you think about when you put a football helmet on, the way that it pinches against your the side of your face and everything it does, I mean, your whole brain feels like it's constricted if it's not comfortable. So he had a helmet that he was comfortable for years, and now all of a sudden it's a new one. Now maybe he's made the adjustment, and maybe that's why we see these videos of him running around in his backyard with shoulder pads and a helmet on. Maybe he's trying to get comfortable. Maybe he's, maybe he's sleeping in the helmet. I don't know, but you got to get yourself comfortable in this helmet. If you're not comfortable in that helmet, you're not going to be comfortable on the football field. Now I think the combination of that, and I've said this before, watch his legs, not his arm. Once his legs start to go and he can't move around in the pocket like he used to, that's when he's susceptible to getting hit and getting hurt, and he's going to wake up one day and say, I just can't do this anymore. And I do not think, he says he wants to play five more years. I don't think he's playing five more years. Now, that doesn't mean I'm going to say the Patriots don't make it to the playoffs this year. But they lost week one at home last year, and I think they're going to lose at home week one again this year. 49ers-Vikings. Boy, this one was going to be very compelling when Jarek McKinnon was healthy. But now that he's out with the torn ACL, Alfred Morris is in. I don't know what to expect from Kirk Cousins in the Vikings offense, but I think the defense is good enough to take yeah, some I think of the, the steam. the defense is just going to hold it down. Yeah, I mean, the Jimmy Garoppolo, he had a bunch of bad throws against the Colts. Now, Xavier Rhodes is listed as questionable. That was a surprise. But, you know, it seems like Xavier Rhodes is questionable every week for the Vikings, and he always plays. And then he, like, hobbles off the field, and he comes back and plays. I think that he'll be fine. I think the Vikings will be fine. And if they lose this one at home to start the season – you know, you're 13 and three last year to 0 and 1. That that's not a good way to go, especially when you have a trip to Green Bay coming up next Sunday. Means 0 and 2 could be staring you right in the face. I like the Vikings in that one though. You like the Vikings in that one? Obviously. The Titans and the Dolphins. You know, the Titans were a Final Eight team last year, but they have a new head coach. The Dolphins have a new attitude. They made a lot of changes. They went through a lot of adversity last year. I almost picked the Dolphins to make the playoffs. I just I think that the problem is you've got two good teams in the AFC North and the Ravens and Steelers, and you've got two good teams in the AFC South and the Texans and the Jaguars. I think it's going to be hard for the Dolphins, but I think the Titans are going to take a step back. And I think this week, I think the Dol- I mean, you know, I'm not ready to write the Dolphins off. I think the Dolphins surprise the Titans. I haven't seen the line on this one recently. I had all the lines here somewhere, but I think I would assume the Titans are a slight favorite. I'd say the Dolphins win this one, and I think yeah, with I like Ryan, the Dolphins too. And Ryan, you know, Ryan, they, they they hate Ryan Tannehill, and I get it. He's been around since 2012, and he's never had a big year, but he's still there. And Adam Gase knows how to coach quarterbacks, and he had a good year in 2016 before he tore up his knee. And Kenyon Drake, watch out for him. You got him on any of your fantasy teams? Yeah, I do. Oh, you, a few of them. Yeah. Oh, see, you you know you know yeah. you know what's up. You've been reading PFT. Uh-huh. Frank Gore. Uh, can come in and get it done. They don't have Jarvis Landry, but you know, it was Jarvis Landry and Dominican Sue and Mike Pouncey, three guys that Adam Gase decided are not team guys. So they made the move and off they go. We both like the Dolphins in that one. I assume we're on the same page on all these, although that's no fun. You like Ravens? Do you like Ravens? Yeah. Giants? Jags. Oh, yeah. oh J- Jags. I like Jags. You like uh, Saints, right? Yeah. What about Texans, Patriots? Texans. Okay, we're on the same page with all of them. We both like the Vikings. We both like the Dolphins. Bengals, Colts. Andrew Luck, healthy. Can he stay healthy? The Bengals, I think, are a team that gets gets overlooked. They get disrespected. And, and you know, some of it's deserved, but I still think they, they have some talent. And if John Ross can play like he played in the preseason... First play from scrimmage, 57-yard touchdown. You got A.J. Green on one side, Ross on the other. I like the Bengals in this one because I think even though Andrew Luck is back, the Colts got a long way to go before they can get to where they used to be. I don't really know about this game. I think the Colts are going to win. I don't think the Bengals just – I mean, 
I just don't think Andy Dalton's going to get it to uh, the two outside. Well, there's always something about Andy Dalton, too. He just doesn't, you know, there's just kind of a blah. I mean, he made it to the playoffs five straight years, and he's just kind of there. You know, there are quarterbacks who are great, there are quarterbacks who are bad, and there are quarterbacks who are just there. And he's just one of those quarterbacks who feels like he's just there. But I, I still, I feel like they used to think he was great, but now it definitely feels like he's just there. And he's not making a whole lot of money relative to what the top of the market is. It'll be interesting to see if he's the guy long-term in Cincinnati or whether they move on to someone else. We talked a little about Steelers-Browns. I still guess I like the Steelers in this one. I'm just kind of... I like the Browns in this. Uh, it's, it's, I couldn't do it. I couldn't pick the Browns in this. But now that I see this weather... I think, Maybe. I think the Browns are going to pull it off. You still never watched any Hard Knocks, did you? No. You know, they're changing everything. Everything's new. Everything's different except the coach that's been 1-31 the last two years. And and even if they win like five or six games, I'm going to be saying, well, they'd have won even more if they'd have changed coaches. I really think they should have changed coaches. But we'll see what they can do with Tyrod Taylor, Jarvis Landry, Josh Gordon. I got Josh Gordon on one of my fantasy teams. I guess I shouldn't play him on Sunday either. Chiefs-Chargers, sneaky great game. It's in that 4.05 p.m. Eastern spot where not a lot of people are going to see it. Patrick Mahomes, you know how I feel about him. I tried to get you to draft Patrick Mahomes in our barn league, and you resisted. Why don't you like Patrick Mahomes? I do. I just wanted to pick somebody else. I can't remember who I picked, but I don't know. Who'd you get a quarterback in that league? I can't remember. Oh, I can't keep him straight. Yeah, I got Russell Wilson in one, Aaron Rodgers in another. Our family league, I have Aaron Rodgers backed up by Patrick Mahomes, and I picked up Jameis Winston just in case. I never try to go after, like, the best quarterbacks. That's... I always go like six round, get a quarterback, six the, or seven. The key is to get players who have the biggest gap relative to their competition. Like if you, you if there's a quarterback who is head and shoulders above the rest, you want to get him early. And I don't know that there's I don't know that there's uh, one that's going to be the running backs and receivers. Well, and and you get a quarterback who will run the ball from time to time too. You pick up yardage that way. That's I got Russell Wilson in this other league, and I'm excited about that in the PFT Barn League. I can't keep I am only in two leagues, and I can't keep them straight. I don't know how you can keep three or four straight. I like the Chiefs in that one though. I know a lot of people are on the Chargers. Dan Patrick, I was on his show yesterday. He's got the Chargers going to the Super Bowl, and I think winning it. I think it's the Chiefs that win this one on the road. It's a big win to go on the road week one in your division and win is huge and I think the Chiefs can do it. Yeah, I think it'll be a really good game but I think the Chargers are I think the Chargers will win. Where are you, you going to watch the game? You coming down to the barn? Um, uh, I might. I got to get you some sort of a login so you can like watch the games if you're not here. Yeah, we tried that last year. Yeah, something. Well, I mean, you know, the problem is we tried to do it like at 12.55 Eastern on the on every Sunday. Like, hey, let's try to do it right now. It's like, oh, we got to figure it out. I got to remember to figure it out before I leave for Connecticut tomorrow. Seahawks, Broncos. I think the Seahawks are going to turn it around. I think the Broncos still have a lot of flaws. I think Chad Kelly's going to be starting before too long. Russell Wilson and company. I don't care about the changes they made. I like the Seahawks in this game. And even though they're getting three, they're on the road. I like Seattle. And uh, I think this is one of my best bets of the week, Seattle getting three points, because I just like Seattle straight up in this one. Russell Wilson is right up there with Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady, and uh, Rashad Penny is going to be a nice little boost. They like Chris Carson. I know their their receiving core maybe isn't what it could be, and their defense is taking a step back, but I just look at Denver and I say, I mean, they were so bad last year. Yeah. They just don't have anything anymore. Well, and they, they still have Von Miller. But, I mean, yeah. But but offensively, they just can't get it going. And I don't know if the coaching staff is an issue. Some of these scores last year, I'm looking at the record in fact book. They had so many blowouts last year. Here's the results from last year. They, they uh, 
They lost to the Giants 23-10. to The Giants sucked, and they lost to the Giants 23-10 to at home. They lost 21-0 at the L.A. Chargers. They lost by 10 at Kansas City. They lost by 28 at Philadelphia. They lost by 25 at New England. They got blown out at Miami 35-9. to I mean, embarrassing losses, 16-point loss at Washington. Too many blowouts for this team. And I just don't think all of a sudden in one year they magically find the answer. Although I love Case Keenum. I think the Vikings should have kept Case Keenum and Teddy Bridgewater instead of signing Kirk Cousins. But I just don't think Keenum is going to come in. You know, there's something there's something about being the backup and getting your chance to play psychologically. You come in as the guy. It's the first time Keenum's ever been the guy. And I, I just I have a feeling that he's going to have a hard time duplicating the magic from last year. Yeah, it was last year was just there's just I don't know it was, I mean I don't know if we should have kept if the Vikings should have kept him. We what's this we? Oops. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> I mean I don't know if they should have kept him and Teddy. Maybe just Teddy. I think he just had, you know, he was finally around a good organization last year because I mean it's just you know, you know where he's been before. Well, and and here's the thing. Yeah, I mean, everybody who goes through the Rams ends up, or at least pre, pre-Sean McVay, everyone who went with the Rams had a hard time. But uh, I, I remember when Sam Bradford had that great game week one Monday night, and then he has the knee injury, and you went to the Steelers-Vikings game week two, and they got blown. Well, it was it was ugly. It, it wasn't was, a blowout. It was, it was ugly. It was, it was bad. It's like, oh, great, Case Keenum's the guy. And then all of a sudden, they started winning games, and the next thing you know, even after they lost Dalvin Cook, it was a great stretch there. I remember the Vikings got into a stretch where it's like, okay, they, you know, this all been smoke and mirrors coming out of their bye. They had, uh, they had games here. I got it right here. They, you know, they they beat Cleveland in London, and I think they went into their bye after that. And then it's like, okay, at Washington, the Rams at home, who were good, at Detroit, at Atlanta, at Carolina, you're going to lose most of those games. They ended up winning all but one, and they could have beaten Carolina, and then they ran the table after that to win the last three. And uh, I just, I think that they should have tried to make it work with Keenum, but, you know, I, I, I also think they were concerned that Keenum leaves the pocket too soon. And, and if he had stayed in the pocket longer, guys would have come open. They want Cousins to stay in the pocket. They know that Kirk Cousins will stay in the pocket. So we'll see how that goes. Oh, that, we ended up back on Minnesota after talking about the Broncos. All right, yep. Cowboys. Who do you like in that one? Did you make a pick? Seahawks. Okay. We agree on all these. Did you pick the Chargers or the I Chiefs? I picked the Chargers. And you picked the Browns. Yeah. So we disagree on and two. And the Colts. Yes, we disagree on three. We've disagreed on three in a row before this most recent one, Seahawks, Broncos, Cowboys, Panthers. Uh, I, I think the Cowboys aren't as good as they think they are. I think the Panthers have been overlooked this offseason. I like what North Turner can do with Cam Newton with that offense. They're really going to use Christian McCaffrey. They're at home. I like the Panthers in this one. I just yep, think the Cowboys, Cowboys offensive line, they don't have Travis Frederick. Tyron Smith's banged up. Zach Martin's banged up. They're not going to be able to get Dak Prescott where they want him to be, and they don't have the receivers to make it happen. We both like the Cowboys. Washington and Arizona. Adrian Peterson getting the start. Did you see he said he still wants to pass Emmett Smith as the all-time leading rusher? It's never going to happen. He still wants to do it. It could happen. It's never going to happen. Why do you think it's not going to happen? Because he's 33, and he's got like 6,000 yards to go. Hey, you never know. Well, I would never bet against him, and he gets his chance. He's the week one starter. He didn't have a job three weeks ago, and now he's the week one starter for Washington. They're playing the team he most recently played for in Arizona. I think I picked the 
I don't even, you see, this one, I guess I feel so ambivalent about this one, and it was such a close call. I got to look at the PFT week one picks and see who I picked for this I one. Even, I think I picked Arizona. Where is it here? I picked Cardinals 24, Washington 13. I don't have a whole lot of faith in, in the Washington offense. I think Adrian Peterson's going to have an easy 100 on Sunday. That doesn't mean they'll win, though. I, th- I still think they'll win. So you got the Washington, I, Washington I got the Cardinals. Franchise. The Washington NFL franchise. Adrian Peterson, 100 yards. Bears-Packers. Uh, you got to think about this one now mean, that the Bears have Khalil Mack. I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't know how. It just the Khalil Mack will just. They just gotta have him stop Aaron. That's like that's just. It's, it's not easy to do unless they're gonna break his collarbone. Khalil Mack. I mean, it's not easy to stop him. Well, here's the thing. One of the reasons that the Raiders let him go, the thinking is the defense stunk with him. Like, how much bad is it going to be with that? How much worse is it going to be without him? I, I don't know that one guy comes in and makes a dramatic difference that quickly for the Bears. It's the Packers. It's Lambeau Field. It's the first game of their 100th season. you got to take the Packers yeah, in this one. Yeah, you with me on that? I've convinced yeah, you. No, I mean, I, I I wanted to say Packers the whole time. I just, yeah, I mean, I, I really I don't. a good game on Sunday night. You know, last night the ratings weren't good for the game. The game sucked last night. I mean, you look, I, you, you got to call it what it is. The rain delay didn't help. Guys not playing in the preseason does not help. Then they're not ready to go when the regular season starts. Last night's game sucked. It sucked. Even up to the... I was dragging my ass to stay awake to watch the game because it's like, hey, I got a radio show coming up in five and a half hours that I probably should have watched the game to know what you know happened so I can talk about it and not have to, to bluff my way through it. It's just a horrible game. And I, I'm hoping that the rest of these games are great. I was expecting a better game last night, but I remember like the year that the Vikings and the Saints met the first week of the year. You had you had a middle school game in uh, what, 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 somewhere, that place up near Morgantown that's out in the boonies. Clay Battelle. Clay Battelle. And I drove home from that because it, it, that was our first year, or one of our first years with NBC, 2010. It was a Thursday night game. I, I had to, like, I stayed for your game. I, I came home. It's like, okay, this is an exciting game. I was doing, like, a live chat for NBC, and the game was horrible. It was like last night, low-scoring, boring game after they had that great playoff game. Although for for the uh, Falcons-Eagles game, the, the the playoff game was boring. So, I mean, it was low-scoring. It wasn't necessarily boring because it was high stakes, but last night's game was just not good. Monday night, let's knock these out real quick. Jets-Lions... I like the Lions, Lions just because rookie yeah. quarterback, youngest rookie ever, youngest yeah. quarterback ever to start since the merger. Rams, Raiders. Raiders don't have Khalil Mack. I know the Rams Easy are on the Rams. road, but I, you know. Easy Rams. Yeah. Here's, the, here's the thing, though. Sean McVay is the pupil to John Gruden. I just wonder how much of, of uh, you know, McVay's tricks Gruden will know about. I, I still don't think it's enough. I think that, that the Rams are just the better team, and it's going to be a long year in, uh, in Oakland. All right. You want to answer some questions? Yeah, let's do we got so. some questions here. All right, uh, let's start. Uh, PFTPM Posse. Why did Aflo come home this weekend to watch opening weekend in the barn, even though at Pro Football Talk will be in Connecticut? Um, you, 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 I'm I'm not home for the weekend. I'm go I'm going back today. There's a WVU game tomorrow. I'm not missing that. It's only a half hour. Yeah, we're taking on that juggernaut James Madison. You can't miss that one. Ja- uh, no, Is it James it's, Madison? It's Youngstown. Oh, I thought it was James no, Madison. No, it's Youngstown. Well, that, oh. Yeah, still. It's the first game. I've been uh, saying for the last few days, oh, yeah, we're playing James Madison this weekend. Okay, Youngstown. Either way. Um, yeah, so you're just home for a little bit, right? Yep. Miss my dog. 
Oh, you didn't miss your parents. You missed your dog. I missed my dog. I yeah. missed, let me tell you, I missed the dog so bad. I was gone three days. As soon as I got home, I ran downstairs and the dog, and the, she was all over me. It was, it's just great. That feeling is great. And I get that 17 more times this regular season. That Monday getting home is just going to be spectacular because the dog, if you're gone for two hours, the dog thinks you're never coming back. I don't know what, the, I guess they don't know. It's not like they understand. I mean, have you like. I think all dogs are like that. Like they're always excited to see you because they just think you're gone. You're just gone. Once it's like, hey, hey, this guy's still here. He said, I thought he was gone. Hey, he's back. And it's just, it, it, it's great. I mean, even though I know that that's the way all dogs are, there's just something about having something that loves you unconditionally, no matter how shitty your day is. Here's this dog that is going to come up and just jump on you and wag its tail, and in your case, piss all over the floor. Not you, the dog. I don't know why she still does that with you. But, uh, yeah, she peed when she saw me today. But, yeah, it's just great. And she's huge, too. So it's like she runs, she plows into me. It's like a bowling ball hitting a pin. All right, uh, we got all the games done. Oh, we're back. We're answering the questions. Yeah, we're doing questions. How are classes going so far? School in general, asks the PFTPM posse. I mean, school is school. You said that right. I'm just, you know, just getting through it. Another one from the PFTPM posse. Wait for the fun stuff, like tomorrow. Like tomorrow's what makes it worth it. But, but that's the key. You know, I remember being in college saying this sucks and I hate it and it's hard and and you just you you keep your head down and you get through it because every week, every other week, there's something to look forward to, and that's what gets you through it. And then at some point, it's yeah. over. All right, PFTPM posse with teams signing stars to these new long, large, and unguaranteed contracts. Unless you're the Raiders, just before the new TV deals. All metrics are positive for the NFL, and gambling seems set to raise the cap by large amounts again. Won't these players be in worse position? Yes. And, you know, I've had a, I've had an article in draft for the last week or so that I haven't finished yet, but I, I think Russell Wilson is not going to do a long-term deal with the Seahawks for that very reason. You can't do a long-term deal that goes beyond the new CBA without taking the risk that you are taking a lot less than you could get because the salary cap could explode under a new CBA with gambling, with new TV deals. Too many uncertainties to tie yourself into a flat fee. And if teams aren't willing to guarantee you a percentage of the cap, do not do a deal until you know what the cap is going to to do. All right, great question, PFTPM Posse. Next, Matt in Beantown, why is the Florio household a PlayStation household when Microsoft has much better online play with Xbox, and Xbox is an official sponsor of the NFL? We just are. It just happened. I, I think when we moved into this house, we, we, we didn't have... What did we even have? We just had the Xbox One. We weren't really playing yeah. all that much. What, no, we had just an Xbox 360. Yeah. And uh, I think... Uh, we got we got the PS we got PS4 and we got like they're, they're like everywhere now we got a PS4 in the theater got one in the bar we got one in the gym you got one up in you bought a lot of freaking yeah. PS4 I mean I don't think I don't think there's one superior anymore they're both the same now it's not like 360 was the superior to PS3 but now they're the same and and you know I we've talked about getting an Xbox One but I, I don't yeah, know just for really, Call of Duty that's yeah. it aren't there like exclusive games on Xbox yeah, One yeah there's like there's Forza and um, I mean Halo used to be I don't really think they make Halo I never really played it I don't, I don't know you got a birthday coming up you want an Xbox One not really what do you want you already got a car uh, so, I don't know All I don't right. know what I want All right, good. I'll tell you that's cheap uh, uh, I, I mean once I once I figure it out I'll tell you I mean I'm not, I don't want nothing 
All right, well, we'll, we'll you, get, you got eight days. We'll figure it out. All right, on tour forever. Do you think the Falcons will try to make a trade for Earl Thomas after the Keanu Neal injury? What would they have to give up to make that deal? I still think a second-round pick would get him. I, I, I'm dubious about the report that the Cowboys offered a second-round pick and the Seahawks said no. I think that was put out there to suggest that the price to get him would be a second-round pick. I think the Seahawks uh, would just as soon take what they can get and move on from Earl Thomas. But... Uh, uh, yeah, and now the, the Falcons have a need. The question is, would they do it and make that move to add Earl Thomas to their roster? Uh, let's see. Mike likes dirt. A-Flow, when you take over PFT after graduating WVU, will you be a transparent Vikings homer or shun fandom and try to be neutral like your dad? First of all, you're not taking over after you graduate. You're not taking over. You, 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 you're welcome to work with me at the appropriate time, but don't think you're taking over. Yeah, I won't be till like, couple years after I graduated. Couple, okay. All right. You know, someone suggested me the other day that you need to work for somebody else before you work for me. I know. I've said I want to move and work somewhere. Oh, you want to move? I don't yeah. like that. I, I don't mean, like that at all. just for a little bit. How, 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 what are you going to do about seeing your dog? You ain't taking the dog. I can guarantee you that right now. The dog is not leaving this house. I mean, that's fine. All right. You just get your own dog. I guess so. All right. Yeah, I don't like that. Don't, don't, don't make me talk about you moving away. I don't like that at all. Although, you know, sometimes it's part of the development, I guess. Mike likes Sturt, who's more fun to watch. Be absolutely carried by their teammates and coaches, Bortles or Foles. I guess it's more fun to watch Foles because Bortles, it just, Foles finds a way to make a play or two. Bortles is Bortles, but Foles, I mean. Nah, but yeah, Bortles is better just because Bortles is Bortles. Like, Foles finds a way to make it work. I mean, I mean, the Jags almost went to the Super Bowl, but like. I don't know. It's just some different. It's just, I mean, I, I don't know how to explain it. I know people know, like, it's just, it's easy to tell. It's I just, just Bortles. The, the thing about Foles that impresses me is even if he's having a bad game, he can find a way to make a throw or two and turn it around. And that's on Doug Peterson. He calls the right play at the right time. They did that Philly Philly last night where he caught the pass. It was premised on the Patriots effort to throw the ball to Tom Brady in the, in the Super Bowl. And that was the spark that turned the offense around. Doug Peterson, very good at figuring out when to make that play, and Foles, to his credit, can forget about bad plays earlier in the game and get things done when he needs to. On tour forever, what's cooking on the grill for tonight? You already ate. You're not going to eat? You're... I mean, that was all I ate today. You want you want a steak? Yeah. When are you leaving? Probably a little bit. Well, I got to go to the store and get steaks. Yeah. I want a New York strip tonight. I either a New York yeah, strip or a filet. I don't really want steak. Yeah, I want a steak. This is hey, this is my bonus night home. Usually on this night, I'm at a hotel in Connecticut because we have rehearsals on Saturday for Football Night in America, but we already had the rehearsals, so I got a bonus. I get to come home tonight, do the PFTPM podcast, hang out with you, see the dog, see your mom, make a steak, maybe smoke a cigar. Who knows? Crazy night. Watch, watch a movie tonight. I, the, the Mr. Rogers movie's out on uh, iTunes. May, may watch that later on. You, 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 did you ever watch Mr. Rogers? Was he on uh, while you were a kid? Yeah, he was on. Was it reruns or was it new? I'm pretty sure they were reruns. On tour forever. What do you think the over-under is on the number of games Le'Veon Bell decides to miss? My guess, he doesn't come back until week six, week eight. He can come back until the Tuesday after week 10 and still get credit for the contract year and become a free agent next year. I I really think that if the Steelers want him, I think that that right now the battle of wills is Steelers, if you want him, you got to offer him more money. He's concerned about his workload, and one way to get him to assume the workload that they will put on him is to pay him more than $14.5 million. I think if they really wanted him, they wouldn't have have waited this long where it's gotten. I think they're used to telling players how it's going to be, and this is one player, to his credit, who is not willing to be told how it's going to be. 
and and may, so, hopefully hopefully yeah, more will do that. Yeah. So either the Steelers will fold or just be like, I don't know. Well, and if James Conner plays well, that changes everything. That's true. So and they still have Ben Roethlisberger and Antonio Brown. I mean, that's the thing. Le'Veon yeah, Bell's Antonio. a great player. Le'Veon Bell's a great player, but I mean. When you have Antonio Bell and Ben Roethlisberger, and if you focus on that passing game, you know, teams run to set up the pass. They could pass to set up the run, and James Conner could be great. And Jalen Samuels, remember that name, North Carolina State guy. Chris Sims has been all over him. He's a guy who can run and catch. He's kind of like a, a young Le'Veon Bell type. Maybe you take Conner and Samuels together, and they can they not replace Le'Veon Bell, but you get more bang for your buck than the $14.5 million that you're paying him. All right, Terry Gensler, should the brain should the Browns change their jerseys after one and thirty one a new look should be mandatory. I I, I I like their helmets without the stripes. That's yeah, what they I should like do. The, uh yeah. I don't like their new uniforms though. I like how they were before. I like I mean this is just this is typical get off my lawn Grand Torino attitude. I like the old uniforms. I like the uniforms the way you used to be. I, I just and, and I know that at a certain point that makes me old and pathetic. I like the uniforms the way they used to be for every team. I like the Vikings uniforms from the 70s. I like the Steelers uniforms with the block numbers. I like the uh, uh, well, I like the teams that haven't changed. The Raiders haven't changed. The Cowboys haven't changed. The Packers haven't changed. There's a reason for that. When you are a good, solid program, you don't change. I mean, the Patriots were horrible for years, so they got rid of that one with the Pat Patriot and the white helmet. I, those those are so much better than what they wear now. But what they wear now is identified with the Super Bowl years. They're never going to get rid of it. Uh, unless nope. they go through like 20 years of being horrible. All right. Uh, the Real Forno. When are people going to start talking more about Matt Ryan's tendency to throw only to Julio Jones? Seems like he might benefit with Julio leaving like Matt Stafford did when Megatron left. Oh, he remembers my take that Matt Stafford did benefit because... He, he no longer felt compelled to force-feed the ball to Calvin Johnson. I, I With Julio Jones, the thing is that you throw it to him, and it, and, it, and it works more often than not. I feel like he wasn't throwing it to him enough. With Mohamed Sanu and Calvin Ridley, they can make it, they can make it work. They, they still need a good pass-catching tight end. All due respect to Austin Hooper. they got a long way to go to get themselves another Tony Gonzalez. But I think, I think Julio Jones is a guy you continue to throw the ball to. Uh, sometimes I think they don't throw it to him enough. The Real Forno wants to know, hey, Flo, how do you feel about your team in our fantasy football league? Do you know, do you know who's in it? Yeah, I, I know who's in it. I like... I don't know really like how I feel about my team. I think it'll be a pretty mediocre team. Every time I'm drafting a fantasy football team, I think this is great. I'm knocking it out of the park. And then when it's all done and I look at mine and I look at everyone else's, it's like I got the worst fantasy football team ever. I have some pretty good receivers, though. It's just you never know how it's going to go. I think the real challenge with fantasy football is mastering the waiver wire, making the pickups once the guys that we aren't expecting, the guys we aren't expecting who start to develop and become the star players. That's how you win games later in the year. Yeah, I did that. I picked up Alvin Kamara last year. Terry, I'm surprised Alvin Kamara would have been available. But you know what? In a in a 12 team draft, 15 rounds, the guys no, like last that. last year. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, no, yeah. no, no. I mean, but but I'm surprised he was available. But but you know, a, a lot of people, like I had, I got Rashad Penny fairly late in both of my leagues because I think most people aren't. They're looking for established names, not the young players. All right, Terry Gensler, 14. Will there be a team that strategically plays its starters more next preseason with the idea of coming out of the gate a little sharper than the rest? We were talking about that a lot, Tony Dungy, Rodney Harris, and I, in the compound last night watching the game. I've been talking about it with other people, the idea that that this balance they're trying to strike between keeping guys healthy and being ready for the preseason. At a certain point, you've got to say, screw it on keeping these guys in bubble wrap. we got to be ready for the season. 
And that's what I think some teams will start doing. Now, the problem is you get a torn ACL from your star player. Why the hell did you play him in the preseason? Well, you point back to these recent years and say teams stink in September because they don't get enough preparation. Have you taught the dog any tricks? Matt and Beantown wants to know. We haven't. We haven't. She can sit. She can sit and she can she can put her paw out. Yeah. Shake. She can sit and she can shake. We need to do more. She'll stay too. So, you know, if you tell her to stay and you walk away and you have a treat ready, we need to teach her more tricks. She responded, though. Did you see that? Macy responded. No, and I'm feeling pawfully neglected lately. Come on, Macy. That's kind of a lame one. One of those steaks from the grill would repair a lot. I did carve her off a little piece of steak one night when I was called. Oh, man. You can just tell. It's hard to, it's hard to tell when a dog's smiling. She was smiling. Joe Bucks fan making an appearance. Do you think there's any chance Dirk Cutter gets a mulligan if the Bucks go 0 and 3 and then Jameis returns and they finish say 7 and 6 the rest of the way? I, I think there's a chance that would happen. I mean, right now Dirk Cutter's on the endangered species list. There's no shock about that. But the question becomes, how will they do when Winston returns? And hey, they got three tough games out of the gates. They got the Saints. They got the Eagles. They got the Steelers. Yeah, I mean. Maybe you treat it as the second phase of a season. And if he's over 500 in the final 13 games, I don't know. Maybe they give it one more year. I think whether they want Winston is going to hinge on whether or not they keep Cutter. So Winston's play, Winston's behavior, if they decide after this year they want Jameis Winston, I think it makes it more likely that they keep Dirk Cutter. All right, we probably should wrap this up. We've been going for, I don't know how long we've been going, like uh, 40 minutes? What do we got here? Sergio D, do you think Richmond is a lock for back-to-back Australian Football League championships? Or did Melbourne's win last hmm. night against Geelong show that they can break their 54-year drought? Sergio D, what are you doing to us? Sergio, you're messing with us. I, I, I used to like Australian rules football, though. You know, back when ESPN was just getting started in the early 80s, and I was, like, younger than you are now by, like, five years they, they didn't have a lot of TV rights of sports people cared about. And Australian rules football was was one of them. And I never did understand it because it was sports and it was on TV. It's kind of like a cross between football and rugby. Anyway, yes, Sergio, sorry sorry we can't answer your question. Shane Finnegan won. Hey, son, does your dad have any update on when the Des Some of these I should read before I actually start reading them out loud. PJ5, what do you guys think of teams wearing some type of Super Bowl championship patch during the first game? I personally hate it. Paul, I'm glad you mentioned that. I saw that Super Bowl 52 champion patch. I thought they took the banner down in the locker room. I thought they're trying to remove all reminders of anything that could make them complacent. I'd say rip that damn jersey patch off the jersey. You already won the Super Bowl. Move on. Yeah. You, you don't need to brag. That's the whole point of having the game there anyways, you know, the yeah. first game. We know. We're aware you yeah. won the Super Bowl. What does the patch do? What's the point of the patch? You just, it, it does nothing. I, I, I agree wholeheartedly. Uh, <laughs> do you wish you were born with better football genes hmm, than I, I gave you? Yeah, that's... I ended up with better football genes than you did. Well, it's a low bar. Yeah. You might, you, I had pretty good football genes. Yeah, you, you, uh, you. I remember that game, and we were, we were at the field where you played your last high school game, the Bridgeport High School field, because your your cousin had a game there eight days ago. And every time I go there, I think of that last game. And you, pl- 
played so well in that last game, and you had an, you had a little screen pass, and you read it perfectly, and you had it in your hands. Yeah, that was the second time I did that. that and year. it was going to be rumbling, bumbling, stumbling. I was like, oh, he's got it, he's got. It. And it was it would have been a perfect moment in the game. But you know, I mean, what can you do? It's it just it happened. You tried. I mean, you got in position to you read the play and you were in position. But it was great. Uh, you played really hard that night. That was a that was a. Well, I don't want to call anybody out. There were some questionable coaching decisions in that game. That's all I'll say. Without calling anyone out. Uh, what else do we have? Skull Vikings go. You brought up the ratings today. How is the use of mobile devices being accounted for in this? I, for one, feel the ratings thing is overblown and an excuse for the naysayers to down the NFL. I mean, you're right. The, the streaming numbers were up like 61%. So we need to find a way to get a... A, a metric that has total viewership. We need to start basing it on total viewership, and I think it's out there. We just need to find it. All right, you're looking for you're looking for a little Kleenex there. Got a little allergy issue. Got a little seasonal allergy. I have I have seasonal allergies so bad they're not even seasonal. I just have allergies all year. I constantly am taking medication, so I don't like you know have snot running yeah, down usually, my face on TV. Usually, uh, it'll hit me twice in a year, but it did not like usually well in spring. You know. It's hitting you today. I can tell. It's hit me this year. You really got you bad. got the you got the puffy eyes. You got the you got the the talking like you got your your yeah. nose plugged up and. It's uh, pretty rough. Yeah, probably shouldn't uh, consume any uh, legal beverages tonight. I probably will. <laughs> Just don't drive, please. I don't You're very good about that. All right. Uh, all right. We, we got to run. Thank you for your time. Thank you, son, for number yes. one, coming home to see the dog, even though you didn't come to see us. Number two, thank you. I'll, I'll put a little money in your account for participating oh. in today's PFTPM podcast. You're, that's your parting gift. And nice. uh, we'll, we'll, we'll work out what you get for your birthday next week. And maybe we can do this next Friday because I'll be here on Fridays. I'll be here. I'll be here Tuesday. Until Saturday. So every Friday we can do this, or any Friday we can do it. And folks, we'll do more PFTPM podcasts as the season unfolds. We're going to try to have some interviews. We're going to do the, I don't know, we'll do try to like do weekly betting segments. I don't know. We'll figure it all out. We'll, we'll, we'll figure it out on the fly like we always do. Thanks for your patronage, as always. Check us out around the clock at profootballtalk.com. Bears-Packers on NBC Sunday night. Coverage begins 7 p.m. Eastern with Football Night in America. Enjoy the weekend. We'll talk to you Monday. You can find the PFTPM podcast on Art19, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and Google Play. If you like what you hear, and you will, subscribe for automatic downloads. Leave a rating and review. That'll help new listeners find our show and push us up the charts. Search PFTPM for your evening update from Pro Football Talk.